Hey, Mystic Michaela, spiritual family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. A question I get asked a lot is, are there any aura colors with, which correlate with disabilities? I read so many parents um, of children with special needs, and that was just way too big a question um, for me to answer myself. And I wanted to bring in somebody who could just explain it so much better, and that is Darlene Rodrigo, and we're going to be speaking with her on her very special journey being a special needs mom and advocate, but she's also the producer of, what is it, like Ellen's number one Oh yeah, Ellen K Morning Show. It's the number one morning show in LA, right? Yeah, she's on Coast uh, one hundred three point five. She's the executive producer of the Ellen K Morning Show. Yeah, LA's number one uh, radio show. Morning yeah, show. and you love that. It's the feel good radio. Like yeah. you love it. Oh, I love it. And and she, we just and actually, Scott, you know, we were talking about defining moments. Defi- and like, what is a defining moment? You know what I mean? I think we all have. If you look look back, be like, oh my gosh, that was a real defining moment for me, and. Sometimes defining moments take years for you to realize like, oh no, that was a defining moment. And you want to talk about a defining moment we had in relation to Darlene. Yeah. Um, yeah. While we have her, she's in the green room right now, right. as all our guests are. Uh, and she's organizing our CDs. She, you know, music, right? Yeah. Well, we um, still have CDs. So. We still do have CDs. Yeah. <laughs> right. She's working backwards. So right now she's doing our U2 CDs with or without you, uh, one those, right. those, if you remember those. But um, so that, that'll give us a little time to tell this story. Mm. Um, I, I, before I actually tell the story, could you could you right now tell me what my aura is? It's like very blue, and your red is kind of like sharp, almost like cracks through it, or so you're like emotional. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting because I'm actually. I think for the first time, actually nervous. It's weird to tell this story. I know we're at the dining room table. It's just me and you. Kids are at school. Yeah, and and you, you're like you were pacing. I came downstairs from doing readings, and you were like doing your thing where you pace. Yeah, I'm like Scott, what's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let, let me give you a, a little background. And I'm not the greatest storyteller, so Mr. Kelly, you help me out. Oh, All right, but um, this was back in 2017, April, and we, you know, you were friends with Megan King Emmons. And you were going to L.A. to tape The Real Housewives of Orange County. Um, you know, she invited you onto the show, which is a whole other story we won't go into today. Uh, but being Scotty, I figured, you know, hey, if we're going to L.A., let's try to make the most of it and do some other media. Okay. Now, a little background to that. At that point, I mean, I don't know how to put this, but we were green. Would you yeah, say that's you, what I told Darlene. Yeah, yeah green, you but were not green, green aura. <laughs> yeah, right. We had no green aura still, but uh, we had, you had done one little tiny uh, radio interview. We were, I was a newbie. Yeah, newbie. Yeah. Nothing. We've, we absolutely had done nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, one little tiny radio show here in South Florida. You were on a podcast, um, mm-hmm. Heather McDonald's podcast. Like, yeah, Juicy Scoop. Juicy Scoop. Megan, you know, had a connection. You yeah. met her at a baby shower and, and she got on that. Um, but at that point, really nothing. And, um, so I, so I was reaching out to people at that, at that time, uh, to, to see, and, you know, we're going to LA, what, what could, you know, maybe we could do something with this. Um, and I reached out, a lot of people heard nothing, but one person that I did reach out to was Ryan Mano, who is the co-host of the show, the, the LNK morning show. And I read back my pitch. Did you really? <laughs> I did yesterday. And it wasn't good. Oh. <laughs> like, it wasn't good. And Ryan's um, so sweet. Yeah. He's, he's a, a purple, purple blue. blue yeah. Purple blue, yeah. 
And, you know, I did it on Instagram, of all things, on the oh, DMs. Wow. I slid into Ryan's DMs. Yes. Before well, that was even a thing. Before it was even a thing, yeah. yeah. And, you know, he wrote back something, oh, that's really cool, what she does. And Ellen's on vacation, but when she gets back, I will uh, contact you. And, of course, you know, I didn't, I didn't hear anything. Um, and I was following him on Instagram. So, you know, in Scotty fashion, you know, a couple of weeks later, I said, hey, you know, Ryan, we, you know, we, we're still coming to L.A. Would you still be interested? And then one, believe it or not, and I told this story actually on their, on their radio show, um, at 11.11 at night, I went downstairs and Ryan had wrote back and he said, we'd love to have you. Is that when you became the believer of the 11.11? That's when I became believer of 11.11. <laughs> and he said, just email me here and we'll set everything up. Wow. And I was just like in shock. And I then you told me, I was like, what? <laughs> I didn't even, yeah, I, didn't, I, don't, I don't think I even comprehended at that point um, what had happened. You know, Lady Gaga was on their show. Miley Cyrus, you know, I don't know. The, Selena Gomez. Yeah. U2 was there, you know, right? Exactly. Uh, sorry, I don't know if U2 was there, but... Um, it's a big show. It's a big show. It was a big show yeah. for a newbie. It was, it was a big show. For it, a I mean, it's a big show for anybody. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and Ellen used to be Ryan Seacrest's host, mm-hmm. and then she got her own show with Ryan Mano. But anyway, so I was just kind of elated, and I didn't really know what to make of it, but... Hey, you know, all I knew was I had to get you to that that point. Right. So we go get a let's let's, fast, let's go fast forward a little bit. We go to LA. By a, the way, I have to stop oh, you yeah, here. Sure. The date of the show, the Ellen K Morning Show, was in the morning, and then that afternoon I had to go be at Megan's house to film. Yes. It was all the, it was April twenty eighth. It was 20th. all the same day. Yes. And I'm brand new, and I'm an empath, and I'm like all I'm walking. I'm like nervous and shocked, and just I mean, just imagine it, like. Yeah, yeah, because I don't think much of myself, so I'm like, oh my god, why do they want to talk to me? So I'm very <laughs> nervous, and I've never done anything like this before, and and here we are. Yeah, and I'll just I'll just add, you know, when I picked out the hotel, you know, I, I again I'd been to LA a few times, but I picked out a hotel which was like 20 miles away or something like that. There, there are studios in Burbank, and you know, the night before, I'm like, oh, okay, we're only 20, 20 miles away, whatever. And you and Megan was joining you for drinks the Megan night before. Edmonds. Megan mm-hmm. Edmonds, yeah. And I was at the bar and I was talking to a guy. I'm like, hey, I got to get to Burbank tomorrow. You know, how, what's the best way? How long do you think it'll take me? He's like, Burbank tomorrow? He's like, that's going to take you hours. Yeah. Megan's like, leave at 5 a.m. Yeah. So I'm like, what? <laughs> it's only 20 miles. And we were, we found out, yes, that does take an hour and a half <laughs> yes. to go from, I think, southern, southern part of Orange County to Burbank, which is in the north. The traffic. Uh, if you're in the LA area, you know exactly what we're talking about. And my first moment of that day came when we were driving there in the traffic, of course. And I was, of course, we were listening to the station, you know, and they, they, Ellen K mentioned, we're going to have Mystic Michaela on. Uh, and I'm like, whoa, they just mentioned you. We were like, I we were like giddy. I blacked this Oh, you remember out. that? I yeah. was so nervous. I was so in like this zone because I was so nervous that day because it was such a day. I feel like I blacked out yeah. a lot of this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah no. it's like, I, oh, weird. Oh, wow. I mean, that's usually you have a better recollection of stories than I do. I was just in the zone. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. So, all right. We get to the, we get to the station. Um, you know, we parked the car. They tell, you know, they gave us all these instructions to do. And I have to, I mean, if you've ever seen the iHeart radio station in Burbank, it is gorgeous. It yeah, is it's a, so pretty. It's so beautiful. modern. It's unbelievable. So we're like just kind of like staring at it yeah and we're like oh my god take a picture take a picture <laughs> and you know we we get in the building you know darlene comes down to greet us yes that's the first person we met darlene you know 
course, very nice right from the start. Uh, we bring us up. We get like passes. We got to show our IDs. We got everything. And again, remember, we've never done this before. Um, and it, it was kind of like surreal. You know, we're, we're walking through the hallways. Uh, there's like all these like, famous pictures of, you know, rock stars that probably had been there. Uh, you know, it's just a beautiful place. It's, it's unbelievable that, you know, they, they put us in a, a nice, nicer green room than we have, uh, you know, offer, offer us coffee, drinks, whatever. They got you lunch later. Yeah. I mean, they treat, they treated us like, incredibly. Like gold, like family, like they're so kind. Yeah. And again, you know, I, I, I guess at that point I must've been feeling like, what are we doing here? Like, how is this happening? Um, so we get, you get in, you know, you had to wait a little bit. They had to do their, probably whatever their commercials or run their things. And they bring us into the, the studio. And at, at first Ryan had told me in his email, it's going to be one segment. He's like, you know, we're going to do one segment, maybe two. Yeah. That's like, how long is that in radio? Yeah. Like a few yeah, minutes? A, yeah. A couple of minutes. Okay. So yeah. I'm like, all right, one segment, fine. Great. Whatever. So we get in there. You get, you're on the mic, whatever. They have a seat for me. I'm like on the side. Yeah, they let you come in. They put let a mic on you too. Yeah. 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 I don't think I talked on that one. I did. You on, did. In future ones, I did. Oh, you did? No, yeah. I thought she asked you. No, no, I didn't talk on that oh, one. Oh, okay. No, I was probably, mm. I was probably freaking out. I was made in my, in my mind, I was probably freaking out. And you went on there and you, you talked about what you did. And then they're like, let's do another one, you know, another segment. Yeah. And you did another segment. And I was then, reading like Collins. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and then you kept they wanted more like more and more segments, and and then I think Ryan looked over or Dar looked over me. She, could she do another one? I'm like, yeah, we could do another one. And I think it, it came out to be four or five segments anyway. But I remember sitting in that chair, and I think I might. I mean, I think I was even talking to myself. How incredibly, like I knew you could do it, but that moment, I, it's okay. I, I was so proud of you. Oh, thank you, Scott. Oh my god! Yeah, because I always knew you can do it, you know. <laughs> okay, hold on. And as, and as you were doing it, I, I it was it was just unbelievable. Like, and you know, the people that you were talking to that called in were just loving it. It, it was incredible. Um, and I, and I just remember, like, I, I I know you can do this, mm-hmm. and and you did. Um, all right, so. Anyway, do you, do you remember that? You, you take over for a second so I can I mean, get my composure. I just, I think, I think as far as defining moments go, <laughs> I think just because, I mean, Ellen was, I think the niceness of everybody, you know, like Ellen, she's an indigo, yellow. I mean, she just, just the comfort I felt with them, Darlene, Ryan, they just made us feel so welcome. They're yeah. so, they're truly like good people. And I think like what I learned from that is how a door opens for you is who opens it for you. So anybody out there that's like, I need this to happen. How's it going? You have to find the right person to open that door. It's not always just about the door. Like, like I have to get in here. I have to get on the show. It's like, who's going to open that door for you is more important than anything because they were so kind and sweet and they were so, and even if I think I, Let's say I just bit bit it. You know what I mean? Let's say I just sucked. Let's say it wasn't good at all. Right. You know, they still would have been kind to me because they're just nice people. No, I, no, I mean, yeah, and I, I do want to talk about what happened after the show too. But yes, they, they gave us a tour of the building. They, you know, we they took pictures. You know, I I think they treated us just as if, you know, Lady Gaga was in the building. They did, yeah. And 
Well, that's just a, a, yeah. a reflection on them, of course. honestly. I mean, they even were so nice that the radio station next door, which was Valentine in the Morning, they, they had you on they next. They had me on, too. They yeah. put you on, too. So you actually <laughs> – and they aired that at a later date. But they even offered you on another station, another big show yeah, they were, in L.A. Which is huge. Um, so that was one, one part. But there's also more that happened that day. Mm-hmm. So after the show, uh, you know, they got you some food, me some coffee, and Dar – you know, sat down with us and, you know, she's an executive producer and she started giving us some tips that yeah. we'll never forget. Right. Uh, for you, she told you to go with the colors. Yeah. Uh, you I'm going to talk about that with her Okay, later. yeah, you're going to talk about that. Yeah. You know, she was basically the one said, you know, this is your thing. That's your niche. Go with, with that. And she told me I have to be a manager of you. She gave you a talking to. She gave me a talking to. Yes. She and, looked at you right in the eyes and she's like, manage her. And you know what? I listened to it. Yeah. Um, and she even said to me, which is really weird. And she said to you too, as well, she said, you know, if it was me getting your email or whatever, your pitch, I wouldn't have had you on. I would have just thrown it in, you know, the pile of She was surprised email. we were there. No, I know. Because she said if she had gotten it, she would have thrown it out. And it's weird that Ryan got it because she's the one that always gets it. So why Ryan, for whatever reason, got that? Yeah. She has, she said that in, it, in and of itself, how their office works that doesn't happen. So, yeah. you know, I, I definitely feel like spirit slid it in the right DMs. <laughs> whatever whatever it is. I yeah. mean, I am. No, I mean, obviously, like, Darlene's a lovely person. You know, no, she, just, know. she just was doing her job as yeah. the filter for the show. But, I mean, I, I mean, the debt of gratitude to what I have to these people. Yeah. Ryan, Dar, and Helen is off the charts. I mean, too. Like, I don't think they know how know. much that meant to us. I mean, I feel like. To give us that chance. I, and. I think in our own lives, like just people who's given us chances, like if you can think like who gave me a chance or who gave me just a moment of their time or who gave me anything, like the gratitude you can have for them is, it kind of makes you feel like, like God's with you. You know, it's like yeah. that love, that, that like appreciation that only out of the goodness of their hearts, they listened or they helped. And, yeah. and, and like, who can we do that for in our own lives? And it's funny, like maybe it wasn't a big deal for them or something, you know what I right. mean? But it is for us. So like it's interesting how our own our own actions can, can affect people so much. Yeah. Just little helping ways and whatnot. No, it's just I know. I mean they give us a shot when we didn't believe We're I'm, basically in love with them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We we are. We love you guys. Yeah. And we have been back. Yes. Uh, and then the next time I did go on the air. Yes. And I told okay. the eleven eleven story with Ryan. And you've been on a few times. And, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I See, I merged it because I was so in shock. And then that afternoon, I had to go be on like Real Housewives right. of Orange County. So I was like, yeah. I, I think it took me. And then on the plane ride home the following day, I felt like I had the flu. Like legit. Yeah. Oh, for I was days. Like, oh, my God. And, like I was going through this just, I think I was in yeah. shock. Yeah. Well, that was because of one of the most horrible humans you've ever met. Oh, that was <laughs> yeah, on, yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's another story. Yeah, which we won't get that's into. That's the Real Housewives story. A, a, like Coast Show, this is a very positive yeah, but segment. Exactly. Um, but that's okay. I feel like uh, it all happened for a reason. So um, thank you for telling that, Scott. I mean, is that okay? I mean, I broke down in the middle of it. It's, it's okay. Should we have a trigger warning on this? <laughs> Could we do a Hey Bro? <laughs> <laughs> should we do Hey Bro? I mean, we've been getting a lot of requests to do Hey Bro. Have we, Scott? Like two people. Like two people. Like two people want yeah. more Hey Bro. Yeah. I don't right. know. We might have to keep it going even though it wasn't our, our best moment in podcasting. <laughs> I mean, I think it, you know, I think it was one of our better segments, but 
going to talk about some of our lovely sponsors for a minute, right, Scotty? Yep. Um, this one is such, I mean, BetterHelp. We've talked about them before. I use them myself. We're, we're, calling, we're calling them right now for Scott. Yeah. So we can. I, I use them more and more, I find myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's definitely okay to talk about your mental health and your happiness. You know, humans aren't meant to keep everything inside. It makes us sick. And therapy, it helps. But what is therapy exactly? It is whatever you need it or want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and you just need some tools. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work. Or you're not just dealing well with stress. Or maybe you're just feeling numb or detached or you don't know what's going on. Talking to someone can really help. Whatever you need, don't be ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist uh, near you to help because BetterHelp is a customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. I do phone sessions and they're wonderful. I just go into a room, I shut the door and I talk to my therapist for a half hour. I come out, I feel so much lighter and so much more insight on myself. You don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. Just, that's kind of like my deal, you know, but if you want to, you can do that too. It is much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. See if it's for you because you are your greatest asset. I'll tell you the people, I mean, the therapist, I love my therapist. Um, so down to earth, so normal, so non-judgmental, so kind, just there for me. And uh, there's a BetterHelp app that's really easy to use. If you write to them, they write back to you right away. It's real people is what I'm trying to say. These are real people on the other end who care about you. So this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Know Your Aura listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash KYA. That's betterhelp.com slash KYA. You know, I learned, um, I think it's even it's great for teenagers too. Like teenagers, young young people, I have a lot of clients who are like, oh, I got this for my kid, you know, things like that. Just it helps them. It's a great introduction, too, if you're not comfortable with going to, I don't know, sometimes doctor's offices freak people out or waiting rooms and it's so comfortable. Yeah, and it was weird. The last time I was getting it, this therapist said, hey, get a chalky milk. And I was like, Pop oh, chalky milk. Poppy chalky milk, yeah. Yeah, that's your therapist. <laughs> you messed it up. Uh, I did. <laughs> yeah. So your therapist said Papa chalky milk. Yeah, they did. Okay. They told me to. And they, I knew, but I knew what they were talking about. So see? Thank you, Brianna. Yeah, your daughter taught you. Your, your Gen Z kid taught you. Yep. Um, oh, I love this one, Modern Fertility. This oh, makes me, me so happy because all my I have so many readings. I tell you guys this all the time. Um, so much uncertainty, uncertainty. Like, can I get pregnant? Why am, why am I not getting pregnant? What's going on? I feel something's off. Modern Fertility can help you. Peace of mind. So... Did you know that a simple finger prick can unlock tons of insight into your reproductive health? I'm talking egg count, menopause timing. If your hormone levels indicate conditions like thyroid disorders or PCOS, all things that are good to know whether or not kids are in your future. So 
that's why modern fertility was created. It's easy and affordable, um, and it tests your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. Mail it in with a prepaid label, and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. Traditional testing with your doctor can cost over $1,000, but modern fertility only costs $159 to get the same information. And if you go to modernfertility.com KYA, you can get $20 off your test. Also, if you have an HSA or an FSA, you can use those dollars on modern fertility. You'll get insight into how many eggs you have, hormone levels, and other important fertility factors. The factors um, and these results go deep into what every hormone means, and you can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options for next steps. If you want kids today or maybe one day in the future and you need information to make the decision that's best for you, this is how it's going to happen. So right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash KYA. That means your test will cost $139 instead of the hundreds or thousands it could cost at a doctor's office. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash KYA. That's modernfertility.com slash KYA. It's the peace of mind you need. It's a good little nudge in the direction you're going to have to go next this is a little weird Hmm. is it is it weird that after you read that um i'm in the mood for an egg and cheese bagel yeah that's weird right i think so okay i think so so. okay before we talk to darlene um i wanted to just talk about i guess like how i see things energetically from my perspective the other day i was doing a reading for this woman uh single mom and her son about 12 years old, he, uh, he has autism. And, and I'll just preface this right here. And if I say anything that is incorrect or is phrased in a way that's not compassionate or could be phrased a lot better, please feel free to reach out to me um, because I am not an expert. I'm not a therapist. I'm nothing like that. And when I talk to people that I do readings for, oh, trust me, I remind them that. <laughs> this is not a professional opinion whatsoever. This is just what colors I see on them, what I get when I pick up energy, what's going on. Just that, just just looking at people as people, as humans, as souls. That's all. So I just want to make that clear and welcome any sort of just help me out if you feel like I need to be helped out. But that's why I wanted Darlene to come on today as somebody who can truly speak to this. But Yes, I was doing this reading with this woman and she had a yellow, she has a yellow and blue aura and her blue was very overwhelmed, very over very big, and her yellow was very much one track mind. And I could tell that this woman is basically a living advocate. Her life is constant. What can I do best for my son? What avenues can I go down? Who can I contact? What's best? Constantly. She sits, it's night and day. This is what she thinks of. This is what she organizes. This is what she advocates for. And her blue was so fuzzy, so large, constantly in his thoughts and his feelings, where he's at, all those things. I don't know the specifics of what his disability entails, except that, you know, she did tell me, I could tell when I, when I read his aura, when I kind of went into his energy that And, you know, he was very green and he had blue too. And I could tell that he just, you know, I think like with sometimes when I read a a child with autism, 
we don't, I mean, the first thing I get is we don't know a lot about this at all because it's not for lack of intelligence at all. If anything, they're on a much higher, more focused plane than we are on collectively. And it's just the isolation I was getting that this child experiences, just the isolation. And his mother all day fighting to make sure that he does not feel isolated. But what do you do when your child goes to school? Not everyone is going to love or have the patience or anything like that for your child the way you do. And you send, you send this child out into the world, which is what needs to happen. And then what happens? How, how do you help them cope? And I saw this woman, and she's a single mother, and you know the husband left. He couldn't handle it, or that's what happened. And she was doing it all herself. And I just, she wasn't, she was simply just a function, if that makes sense. She was just a person who just consistently was living in her son and constantly just how functionary for him. What can I do next? That's it. That was her whole existence. And I told her this in a way like, you know, you need to do something to to have that connection with that which is greater than us within you. That doesn't always have to do with everything you can do for your son. And I know that's hard because obviously as a mother, that's your priority. That's what you do. That's nature. That's just, that's unconditional love. And I said, do you do anything? And I feel like she, I felt like she didn't. I said, do you do anything for yourself? And she's like, this is what I did for myself. Like this reading, this is all I probably can remember I've done in a long time. And I started crying. <laughs> and just, you know, I sent her like crystals after and stuff. Because I'm like, here, take crystals. I don't know. I'm like one of those people like, crystals will help you. But I, I just felt like, where do you go? You know what I mean? So this isn't just about children with disabilities or special needs. This is about the people that take care of them. And this is about what love really is because they have to define it differently. They have to define it for themselves. And that's what, when I read moms and dads who have children with special needs, I mean, that is what I see in them. I see what love truly looks like from both sides. A lot of times too, you know, just because I'll read families and there's always like a sibling and you'll hear, you're going to, I'm going to ask Darlene, you'll hear about, cause she has a son too. So her daughter um, has a sibling and what happens to them? And I'll tell you, I, you know, the reality is like, yes, you know, we give our children sometimes we raise them differently for what they need. And I'll see, I'll read adult adults who have, you know, grew up with a sibling with special needs. And I'll read, you know, a mom or a dad who has two children and one has special needs and one doesn't. So like what happens to that other kid? And I'll tell you something, they're okay. <laughs> they're o- And they really truly learn, again, what the meaning of unconditional love is. And they really truly learn what being selfless is. Sometimes they do that thing where they feel like they can never do anything bad because they see mom and dad, you know, so much goes on with the whole family. The whole family is centered around making sure the one person is okay all the time or we're always kind of over in that area that they never want to, I don't know, sometimes like quitting a job can be hard for them or doing anything to cause more disarray in the family. They want to help maintain stability for their sibling. I will see that. But I, what I see is, and it's hard to put into words because it's like a feeling I get when I channel it. It's like a different reality that I'm sure a lot of, of us don't understand unless we've been there. 
And that's why I see a lot of families who have a special needs loved one band together because you just have to find your community of other people who get it. Otherwise, you, otherwise they don't get it. So people do ask me, oh, are there colors that correlate? And honestly, not, I mean, not really. <laughs> I mean, it, and that's why I know we don't, we, there's no way we can possibly know so much about if I just take autism, for example, because I will see um, also all, all the colors. It's more about like the focus of it. So sometimes I'll see children with autism who have an amazing ability to be emotionally absorbent. And it can, it's something that they almost have to, everybody around them has to understand because they'll reflect behavior. So if they're with a therapist that doesn't like them, oh, they'll be real naughty for them because they're just reflecting back. You don't like your job? Okay, here, I'm going to make you hate it today. I'm just, I'm just reflecting back to you what it is. It's very energetic. It's a huge energetic exchange. And sometimes I'll see um, children with autism, for example, who are very green and they're just extremely focused. They're just really focused. They're the ones that, you know, here's my puzzle and I can do all this stuff, you know, but it's hard for me to talk, you know, so much. So it's just kind of like the colors influence it in the ways that we talk about all the aura colors and how they work, but it's more, and I, I hope I'm describing this correctly. It's almost like stepping into a place where you don't hear everybody or you don't always see everybody around you, but you feel them really strongly. And it's hard to communicate. And and our species, like words, are the go-to. And I feel like a lot of times with children with special needs, it's like we have to find other ways to communicate, nonverbal communication being the main way. And this is why a lot of time I will see moms and dads and siblings who have a loved one living with them with special needs, they end up having major empath awakenings real quick. <laughs> they, they figure that out real quick. And I will see a lot of the therapists who choose to do the work with children who have special needs are usually indigo or blue, and they have this amazing ability for nonverbal communication. They don't need the kid to use words to say it. They get it, and they get it, and it's fine. Um, so just a lot of joy, just a lot of love there, just a lot of like purity. And so, yeah, that's why I wanted to talk about it because a lot of people are like, what's the correlation? I think we want to unlock the puzzle, you know, like the, the autism symbol is the puzzle pieces. We want to unlock the puzzle and I would never ever presume to know what the solution is to it, but I feel like a lot of it has already been figured out by the, by those who love kids with autism is the unlocking to the puzzle is love and knowing that person inside and out and just trying to connect through heart space. That I feel like is a major key in unlocking that. But when I was talking to this mom and I'm going to talk to Darlene about it too, it's kind of like, where do you go? And how can you make sure you're okay too if you're the caretaker? Because it's not like when the rest of us have kids, they grow up and we're like, ah, they'll figure it out. You can't do that to those these these kids. You can't do that to these kids with special needs because they need resources and help and understanding. They need you. So it's not something that just gets taken away. It's something that's always with you. And that is training. And it is. And it's not mean to say I need to take some time for myself today and make myself as the caretaker okay and, and fulfilled and all right. You need support. And so a lot of times when I read 
moms and dads who have a child with special needs, it's like, okay, I, this isn't selfish and I know you think it is, and I, but we have to figure out how you can have at least something that's yours. So I hope to get to talk to Darlene about that today because I feel like that's really important for us too. And then if, even if we don't have a child with special needs and you know some, you know, maybe what can we do to help them? How can we make their life feel more connected? I think when you're in somebody else's headspace all the time, uh, when you're in your kid's headspace all the time because they don't have traditional communication skills, so you're constantly just in their energy space, you yourself can lose the ability to, to do the same thing with other people. So how do we reach out to them? So outreach to families who can feel isolated. I mean, I think that's really important as our little um, empath community is concerned. So let's talk to Darlene about that. Okay, but first we do, we do have a few ads and Darlene is now up to the K's. So she is now uh, organizing my KISS CDs. Great. All right. Who do we have up first? Well, this is one of your favorites, Scott, because, you know, as people know, Brooklinen. <laughs> yes. We haven't left the bed now <laughs> in six it. weeks. It's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I feel like since we've gotten the Brooklinen on our bed, like we are just sleeping better. It looks better. It has this wonderful texture. Life is too short to sleep in anything less than really nice sheets. But maybe you looked at some real, 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 Maybe you've looked at some retailers and calculated the years of interest you'd pay on just one set and gave up. Trust me. Go check out Brooklinen. So Brooklinen was started by Rich and Vicky, who uh, Laura has it, according to Scott. If you spend enough money, they will show up at your house. Oh, my God. This is crazy. What? I just got a text from Rich. Oh, my God. They're coming over tonight. Yes. Rich and Vicky. They're coming over. Brooklinen party. They tried to find beautiful home essentials that didn't cost an arm and a leg. And when they couldn't, they founded Brooklinen as the first direct-to-consumer bedding company. They work directly with manufacturers to make luxury available directly to you without the luxury level markups. Brooklinen has a variety of sheets, colors, patterns, and materials to fit your needs and tastes. Brooklinen has over 50,000 five-stars reviews and counting, so they are confident you will love their products and even offer a 365-day money-back guarantee. And Brooklinen is so much more than sheets. They've got comforters, pillows, towels, even loungewear, and more. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm into yeah. it. Oh, Vicky wants to know oh. if she should bring something. Oh. Yeah. May, uh Charcuterie? Charcuterie. Okay. I'll tell her. All right, good. So go to brooklinen.com and use promo code KYA to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more plus free shipping. That's brooklinen, B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter promo code KYA to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more plus free shipping. Brooklinen.com and use promo code KYA at checkout. Uh, Swiss or peppercorn? Mm, Both. Okay. Ooh, hey, Scott. Um, we're talking about Dipsy. Hey, guys. Oh, I'm here with, like, what are they called? Like, audio model, voice model? Oh, yes. Let me tell you what happened. Um, oh. As you know, they wanted me to do one of their stories. Their short, sexy stories? Yes. And believe it or not, I was, you know, I was talking about how surprised I was of getting you on coast, but I was even more surprised. That they actually hired me. They hired you. They Dipsy did. hired you for a short, sexy audio story? They did. And they actually hired me, though, 
to turn people off. Oh, no. <laughs> so basically, so, after you get turned on by Dipsy, this would be one where you might listen to to kind of... Switch gears. Yeah, and they're calling it the crowded train station. So basically... Oh, this is a real... <laughs> basically, you know, if you need to... Like, you're, you're, you're turned on by Dipsy, and then you need to leave the house... You put on mine. Your dipsy story. You put on my dipsy story, the crowded train station. And you turn off. And you turn off. Oh, interesting. Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories designed to turn you on. Each dipsy story features characters that will feel like real people in immersive scenarios, so you feel like you're right there, like with Scott. I walked through the train station (laughs) with my briefcase, alone. Find stories about an off-limits hookup with your professor or a costume party that takes things to the next level or maybe a story where your partner tells you exactly what to do or you try a new toy together. They release new stories every week, so there's always more to explore no matter who you're into or what turns you on. I noticed there was some old chewing gum stuck to my sneaker. Gypsy also has wellness sessions to help you learn more about yourself and bedtime stories and even soundscapes to help you relax before you drift off. I sat down next to a man who smelled like perfume and cotton candy to take off the gum from my shoe. It's really doing the job. And for listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash KYA. It's free. That's 30-day free trial when you go to dipsy, D-I-P-S-E-A, stories.com slash KYA, dipsystories.com slash KYA, free for 30 days. The man started telling me about his tour of duty in Vietnam. Your story sounds see, great. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's why they hired me. I mean, are you turned off? So we have yeah. a whole we have a whole afternoon. We have Brooklyn in. We got Rich and Vicky showing up. We're gonna listen listen to some Dipsy. Yep. Together, and then curtsy. Let's get some lingerie. Yeah. Get, I, I I'll wear it if I have to. Subcycle it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's only women's clothing, but oh, that's okay. Oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> what is your closet missing? Tie dye, a shacket. I don't know what that is. What's a shacket? Maybe some thrasher. What's that? I don't know. We need Brie here to help us. (laughs) Whatever you're looking for. Curtsy has the latest styles you actually want at a price you can afford. They do have lingerie, actually. I love Curtsy because you're shopping from real women in your size and style. It's so easy with the Curtsy app. And you get thrift store prices delivered to your door. No need to sort through thousands of items that aren't your size or style. I I find Lululemon. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, I can't talk today. I find Lululemon tops for $20 and Lululemon leggings for $40. This app has all my favorite brands like Nike, Urban Outfitters, Princess Polly, Champion, Free People, and Levi's up to 70% off. Selling clothes is actually such a pain in the butt, which is why my closet is always overflowing. But Curtsy has actually made the selling process so easy, literally anyone can do it. I don't know how to price my items, but Curtsy suggests a price, which is so helpful. If you don't have a printer, they'll mail you a shipping label for free, which I love, and the coolest part is when you get to instantly cash out to your debit card um i purchased a a secondhand tory birch bag um it looks brand new i mean it would have been hundreds of dollars more if i bought it retail off the store um, website and curtsy it was like a fraction of the price and it is so cute 
So if you want a sustainable way to get Brandy, Urban, Champion, and Lulu delivered directly to your door, download download Curtsy today and enter promo code KYA for 15% off your first order. Search for Curtsy in the App Store, spelled C-U-R-T-S-Y, and enter promo code KYA for 15% off your first order. Download the Curtsy app and enter promo code KYA. All right, so Darlene is, I think, just about finished with our CDs. She just did ABBA. You know how much I love ABBA. Yeah. Uh, Mamma Mia. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think we're almost ready to go. Yeah. Now, you heard about Darlene as the producer that gave us a shot. And now I want to tell you, before we sit down and talk with her, who Darlene is as a mom. Um, She has two children, and one child, Bella, is 13, and she has a dual diagnosis. And when she was born, it was quickly found out that she had Down syndrome. So they were dealing with that, and you'll hear her explain how she used words, and she was doing great, and they were working with her. And then between the ages of three and five, basically all the use of her language halted. It stopped. She even stopped saying mama. And as a mom, I can't imagine that. You know, and um, and at five, that's when she officially got diagnosed with autism as well. And so you're going to hear a mom who deals with a dual diagnosis in her child. You're going to hear about a mom who daily um, has a daily dose of nonverbal communication with her teenager and what, what they do and how they cope and what their life is like so we can all get a better empathy and understanding and compassion and also just like the beauty of it so here we go okay guys i am here with the producer of coast 1035 she is darlene rodrigo and she's a special needs advocate as well which we're going to get into and she's just like one of my favorite people how are you, Darlene? Hey, Mystic Michaela. What's okay, up? I'm going to stop and I'm going to do what everybody I know wants to do out there. And I'm going to give you an introduction because you have been just so solid with this podcast, you and Scott, and you guys deserve like more than a round of applause, oh. more than the recognition we could give you over Zoom. But you guys are just really, really killing it out there. And I love you guys for keeping up staying consistent that's like the biggest thing with any podcast and it's the hardest thing it's so hard yeah yeah but it's true you guys are doing so great and i'm putting it out there you need a tv show (laughs) oh my god my crazy family that would be a lot of fun though um i got you know just scott and i went over how you your show gave us like our first shot you know and yeah but i personally remember when i first met you you looked at me and I was very green and I wasn't green aura. I was just like new at this. And you're, and you looked at my, you're like, let me have your website. And you, you just kind of mothered me. You sat me in your office. You gave me a breakfast sandwich. You (laughs) you sat me down and you're like, give me your website. And it was like my cruddy, like Wix free website at the time. And you're like, okay. You're like, you got to go with the aura thing. That's you. And I was like, okay, okay. Because it had like psychic medium, that and everything else and all this stuff. And you're like, nope, go with the auras. And I'm like, okay, all right. And because yeah. of you, you were like, looked at me right in the, you're like, do it. And I'm like, okay. And <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. You know, it's funny. I remember the first time meeting you guys. It's been about four years now, mm-hmm. right? And um, the reason why I 
it was so it was such a feeling with you. And to be honest with you, I think I even told you that day I was a little bit afraid, like <laughs> weary about it because, mm-hmm. you know, like when you're raised in like, I'm just going to say it when yeah. you're raised to know God and the church and religion mm-hmm. and things like it's kind of like an unspoken thing, like, oh, no, you don't go there. You don't talk. Don't cross that line. Right. You know what I mean? And so I remember when, but I felt so like natural and friendly with you guys. And I always like, that's always my selling point too with you guys, because, um, I, I'm seriously saying this, you guys have my favorite podcast. I listen, I've, I haven't missed one episode, Michaela. Love you. So, um, (laughs) when you guys were in the beginning thinking about like, how should we proceed or what should I say? I have to come up with prep for Ellen Kay, who's Mm. going to interview you guys. Right. Mm -hmm. And so in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, we get people that come through all the time, like saying that we're psychic mediums and blah, blah, blah. And it doesn't stand out. But the thing that stood out was you saying how you see auras. And that's why it was just like a no brainer. Like you have to go with this. Like, this is what's setting you apart from everything else. And wow. I'm so happy. It was and powerful because I was very disorganized at the time in my head. Like, what do I do? What do I do? And then you just like, you just simplified it for me. And, but yeah, I also felt something pass between us too. And it's just kind of like that, that empath connection. Mm-hmm. And I remember you gave me a picture of your, cause you're a mom of two and a wife. Yes. And you gave yes. me a picture of your beautiful daughter, Bella. And I remember, and even now I'm getting emotional because I remember I started, I just felt a lot of, I'm getting emotional. Oh my God. Like I felt very, (laughs) I just felt this strength of connection and you gave me your picture today. And I just feel like with her, there's just a lot of power there and there's just so much message she has to give to us. Can you tell us a little bit about your Bella? Yes. So Bella is my 13 year old daughter now. 13. Wow. Oh my gosh. It's hard to say That's that a lot. out loud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, she was born with Down syndrome. And then at about close to five years of age, she was officially diagnosed with autism as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so having the dual diagnosis is very, you know, it's, it's actually not as rare as most people would think, but a lot of people, and including myself, I didn't know that that was possible. Um, and it's very possible. <laughs> Any of us can technically show signs of having um, being on the spectrum for autism. And of course, Down syndrome is something she's born with. She has an extra chromosome, which has always kind of, um, from the beginning of her life and her being born, it was a very big shock to me because I was a very young mother. I was 21 years old, um, excited. Everything was going perfect in my life. Like I was just so, my ego was just flying through the roof. Like nothing could stop me. And I wasn't the best person back then, Hmm. um, which I'm glad I recognize now because I just thought I was better than everybody else. And I I don't even know where that came from. It was like, I, I look back and I'm like, thank God I was brought back down to earth because I wasn't a nice person, you know? And that's in the end, in the root of it all, like I've always wanted, like, that's what I want to be is nice. I want to be helpful. Um, but I think it was just because things were going my way every single time. I you know, like I had a cute body. I was like into, you know, what I had everything I wanted. I had a yeah. cool car, like a car from Fast and the Furious. Like <laughs> I, I had a cool job. Was you your know what purple I mean? showing Darlene? Were you it like a little extra purple there? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm indigo purple. Right? Yes, you are. <laughs> and so the purple was full force. Purple's like, hey, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so um, 
as a little girl, I was always very shy. I was, I don't want to say I was an ugly kid, but I was hairy and like awkward. (laughs) (laughs) So I think what it was is that like the minute I was able to get my eyebrows done and like makeup on, it was like a whole other person. (laughs) We can wax this off. Like, let's go. (laughs) You know, eyebrows are life. So anyway, um, that's kind I was just young and dumb and naive. And then I had this little girl Mm. and everything was just changed. Yeah. Um, it was an emergency C-section. She was not breathing. It was chaotic. It was like the scariest. Uh, that's kind of just what brought me down to my knees. And I was like, none of this matters. You know what I Mm -hmm. mean? Like I gained, I think I gained like 80 pounds with her pregnancy. And I was just like, I don't care. I don't care how I look. I don't care if I just had a C-section. I want to walk to her in the NICU because she was in the NICU for the Mm. first day and I didn't get to see her or hold her or anything. And, um, and then it's just like everything changed because I just felt the difference. It was all a feeling. That's, that's Um, interesting. Like how quickly, I guess, pretty quickly after did your, did your like just empath turn on? Did like your, what was that? I didn't feel any pain. Like everybody was worried that I shouldn't be standing and they wanted to wheelchair me, but the pain was gone from my brain. Like I couldn't feel any pain. It was just me thinking like, I need to see my baby and I Mm -hmm. need to see her so I can feel how maybe how she might feel by looking at her. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Like just from right off the bat, you're like, I want to get in her. You like knew this primal need to just get in her energy. It was just like, there was nothing else I needed or wanted. And then they would even give me like blankets that she would lay on so I could smell her. Sorry, I'm getting cracked no, it's up. Okay. Um, it's hard when like you experience you you want this, especially when you you have you're lucky and you have the ability to have babies to like things were easy for me, you know, mm-hmm. up until that point. Um, and I can honestly say that things have not been easy for me since that point 13 years ago. Um, but that's okay because Bella has this ability although she's she's unable to communicate she's pretty like if yeah I had to put her on a meter I'd like to do this so that people can get an idea because Mm -hmm. you know we're all um, most of us are blessed with healthy children and um, children that you don't even have to consider them hitting milestones or even if you do you're like oh good thank god they hit the milestone I don't have to go any further right but the minute your baby or your child doesn't hit a milestone then what and I hear this all the time from people. They're like, I don't know how you do it. Like mm-hmm. there, if anything happened to my kid, forget it. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't be able to handle it, mm-hmm. but you, you do, you know, just like when we all had to be faced with this pandemic, mm-hmm. whether you have a child or not, we had to deal with it. Mm-hmm. It's not a matter of, oh no, I wouldn't be able to No, you do because you have to, it's the only road that you can continue on. And so I just remember, um, noting that Bella was very special from the beginning, despite all of her diagnoses and the things that would happen to her that normally wouldn't happen to other babies like seizures and, you know, just things that I wasn't expecting to happen, being in and out of the hospital a lot the first year. Um, We called her the million dollar baby because her bills racked over a million dollars the first year of life. So you're not just (laughs) dealing with like just, I guess just, I got to know my baby and how do I communicate with my baby? You're also having insurmountable, like debt is piling yes, up. Yes. Then there's just, so 
what does this do to you just as a person? Like how, like what mode do you go into? You're definitely in full on like uh, flight mode. You're mm. ready to battle whatever you need to do. The hairs on your arm are sticking up at all times. Um, you're probably not sleeping that well. Your mind is kind of all over the place. I like, I have this term that like, I pretty much have made up with my family. Um, it's called uddy uddy because like your brain is like going all over the place and wow. it feels like it's going uddy 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 uddy. <laughs> so like that was like my life for the, I can't remember how long, a mm-hmm. long time. Um, but my goal was keep this baby alive. Mm-hmm. And it, whether it was staying up all night to just watch her sleep, mm-hmm. um, whether it was just making sure I was her little finger, her hands were wrapped around my finger. Mm. Like any little thing that I could do, like I was going to do it. Connection. And the, yes, I just needed that. And, you know, Bella started to grow. She started to become a toddler. She was Mm. using a lot of sign language communication, which was awesome. So that's interesting. Did you initiate that with her? Did you just kind of know to do it? And no, I didn't know anything. Mind you, I'm a new mom. Mm -hmm. Like I was at this point, um, I wasn't smart enough to. You're young. You're very young. I'm very young. Yeah. Yeah. I had just turned 21. Wow. And um, what happened was I was always taking her to appointments and then I started meeting other parents. Um, And that's kind of the key for, for a lot of our success with Belly and just helping her. But what really happened and helped me was that back then I was like a stay-at-home mom. My husband was always working. And I started to, back then it was um, Blogger. Do you remember that website? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. That just <laughs> took me back. <laughs> I, I used old to write really quick. <laughs> I, I kind of felt, not that my husband left me alone, but we were living differently because he had to, he was a paramedic at the time. So oh. my, mind you, he works a crazy job and working 24 hour shifts, saving people's lives. Mm-hmm. And then I'm at home trying to keep our daughter's life alive. Wow. <laughs> and so um, I would always use that as my diary and I would write, I was like a doctor. I would write today, Bella was feeling, you know, really happy. She was clapping and then she just turned really sour. But <laughs> like, that's, I, don't, I mean, that's such a way to like connect and reflect and even understand like how you're processing things. Like, yes. you're, so you're doing self-awareness stuff. That's pretty heavy. Like, and, that, yeah. and I didn't even know I was doing yeah, it. it was you're just, just like, naturally <laughs> like, like how do you, like you just know to do kind of stuff that we all talk about, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. So my goal then was like, I want to put this on a website and then maybe somebody else will read it. And if they do, um, then maybe I can find like a, find a connection in another way with another parent. Mm -hmm. And one day I got an email from someone that I wrote about my experience bringing back, coming home from the hospital after having a baby and not bringing a baby home because she had to stay in the NICU. Mm -hmm. And, um, I got an email from another mom and she was like, I just finished reading your post. I related so much. I'm in tears and blah, blah, blah. And like at that moment, I was like, okay. Like it was like the Oprah moment where she like tells you your light bulb goes on. Yeah, the aha moment. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. I'm on to something. Like this is, this feels right. Yeah. Um. So I started, Instagram wasn't even around yet, but Facebook was. And I started a little Facebook page. It's called A Little Extra. Yes. And I would start sharing Bella's stuff from there. And Bella was very photogenic. I mean, she's such so a different cute. baby. Like she's yeah. just so, you know, like who can't love a baby? And then <laughs> she was just so like, she was so funny. And she was responding to sign language in Spanish and English, That's which was really interesting. Pretty impressive. Yeah. And then at about 
maybe three years of age, um, I was pregnant with the second baby and my son was born. And it was so funny because he never knew the Bella that used her voice because she even had, I remember she had 13 words that she could verbally say clearly. Mama was the main one. And then she had almost 50 sign language words. Wow. which was awesome. And we did get therapy in home from regional center and that's who taught me how to do it. But, um, my son was born and it was funny. He was so advanced. Like <laughs> I was so used to the delayed development. Right. You're like, wow, and this then, is easy. <laughs> I mean, he walked at almost 10 months and then wow. he was pushing Bella. Bella wasn't wow. walking yet. I mean, they're both in diapers. You know what I mean? Like it was like I had twins and then he was just, that's when I learned a lot too, because I saw how somebody so new to the world just treated her like normal, Mm -hmm. wanted to play, didn't look at her weird, didn't like get scared when she made a weird noise, you know, cause she does that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was just like, ha Bella's so funny. Like, look at her. She's just looking at her hands for no reason. You know, she's amazing? obsessed with hands for some reason. Like he was picking up stuff too. Yes, and he was yes. able right away to identify, like there's communication and then there's what's behind that. And he was yes. able to just read that just like you had learned to read that. Like he learned to read it like immediately. Instantly, amazing. like so naturally. So I remember being blown away by him because um, when we would go to birthday parties, right. And this is like, you have these interactions sometimes where you might go to a birthday party or to the park or school, and you meet this student who's making weird noises, who's not looking at you, but trying to kind of communicate with you and maybe being a little bit like rough. Cause Bella's really strong and mm-hmm. <laughs> she is, um, she can be scary. Like sometimes she doesn't mean to be so rough with you, but yeah. she's just like, playing around and yeah. it's hard to explain to somebody when they're you're in the jumper and somebody comes yeah. and bumps you you know what I mean so it was so funny I'll never forget this my son was about two years old he could barely speak and he has like the biggest lisp ever and he tells the little <laughs> <laughs> and they're two years apart and he tells the little boy that got scared of Bella like oh don't be scared of her this is my sister she no talk he I remember it was like oh. little communication like no talk but she just like he was just trying to explain like she just wants oh to God. jump in here with us I yeah mean, and like <laughs> that is that just like brings me to tears like what's as an empath like you feel other people's feelings the same as your own like you feel you're, you're in your daughter's space 24 7 of course you're in your son's space but in a different way what is it like at the park or whatever when some when you notice other people hearing the noises that bella can make or, um, what's that i feel like learned yeah, it's it's a it's a hard feeling to get over, mm. but that you'd obviously you feel protective mm. and sometimes the anger, you know, it's so fast to it hits you so fast, but you don't want to act out that way. At least I don't. I've learned to try to find a way to turn it around to teach the person because I feel like that's the only way that yeah. they're ever going to have maybe some sense of like, "Oh, I never thought of that, like, about it that way." Like this is a human. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'll give you a quick example. Yeah. Like Bella had a therapist and we have a lot of therapy, a lot of behavior therapy that we go through. Um, and can you imagine she's a teenager? Wow. She's going through puberty <laughs> and all of that fun stuff. The yeah. hormones are raging and um, we've been doing behavior therapy for years, but it really helps us because if we removed language from ourselves, from our own lives, how frustrating could you imagine it being not being able to get your message across to mm-hmm. people? 
you know? And so at times when she gets that frustrated, what do you think you're going to do? Like you might hit a wall, Mm -hmm. you might throw something, break something. And that's exactly what she does. And now sometimes, I mean, she will self injure herself and hit herself in the head because she's so frustrated. Mm -hmm. And that's when I'm like, oh man, like how can I, sometimes I can't help her. You know what I mean? Um, But sometimes what I can do is I say, Bella, come here, stand up. I'm going to give you a squeeze. And sometimes all it takes is like a simple squeeze to reset. Or I have to just say, hey, chill out. Let's go sit down. You know, Um, we have to try anything, some type of redirection. Um, But what I tried to do is one time this therapist came in to our house and she was new. She was new to the field of ABA, we call it for behavior therapy. Um, And one of Bella's goals is to put a sock on. Okay. As simple as that sounds, it's not very simple for somebody like my daughter. And so the girl was getting frustrated because Bella will start doing other behaviors to kind of get away from doing what she's supposed to do. And because the girl was so new and mind you, I'm in the other room, so I can hear everything that's going on, but I can't, I'm not right there. Mm -hmm. I'm like, within distance though right but you still feel it you're like "Mm." oh yeah it's almost (laughs) like it's almost like you have this vision where you go into their head and you're like I can see out of her eyeballs you know what I mean I think you're doing that like honestly (laughs) and she knows you're there (laughs) so then Bella's just doing her thing you know um not cooperating and the girl I hear her mutter under her breath put your effing socks on (gasps) Now, as a mom, what are you going to do, yeah, it's right? It's like mama bear time. Like, so yeah, that's a natural reaction. Like, for, yes. for just me listening. Like, and I'm yes. not even there, but go on. <laughs> so I, I take a deep breath. I'm like, oh, my. Yeah. I'm in my house. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, all right, this chick is not going to get away with it. Um, I'm not going to go out and call her boss. Like, maybe I should have. Maybe some people thought I should have. But I was like, I'm going to keep her with us for a long time. And I'm going to use Bella as a tool to teach her because she's going to work with other people and she can't do this to others. Like you're making me like, I'm really getting emotional that you took that energy in that space where a lot of people, even me was like, get the hell hell out. Like, you know, like that you're like, you know what, I'm going to make this, I'm going to use this situation to help her, help her life, help her soul, help anybody else she touches. It's, we can't keep spreading that level of that's frustration and hate and <sighs> wow, you know, ugliness. And yes, I just, I feel, I truly feel like with the, if you had to be around somebody like my daughter, it would be impossible for you to not love her. Oh, of course. And so that level of proximity <sighs> for, Anybody, I mean, I encourage you, if you don't know anyone with a special need, you can know us. Yeah. <laughs> We're very active on social, no matter where we live. But also, if you would like to, I mean, there's so many groups. I mean, of every parent's dream is for their kid to be included. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And, tell me about that. Tell me about, well, first of all, what happened with the therapist? Did did she stay with okay, you guys? Okay, so, so I walked back out and then I, I was like... Um, I can hear she's giving you a hard time. And I could tell she got really nervous. Mm -hmm. And then I said, um, you know, sometimes you have to give her a break and she'll let's move on to another activity and then let's try doing it again after the activity. And sure enough, it was like fine. It was fine. And she ended up working with us for 
not as long as I would have hoped for, but mm-hmm. she continues. She still is doing it now. Okay. She was probably with us a good four to six months. Um, and I know she improved a lot mm-hmm. and I never heard her mutter any bad stuff after that. And like, for me, I think what it was, like I was saying, once you get to know someone, whether they can talk to you or not, it's impossible to not start caring for them. Wow. And so that that's when I learned and actually like an, a quick story just to give you another, a rage story. Yeah. <laughs> when Bella was born, I kind of learned that this was going to happen a lot um, because when she was in the NICU, there was a nurse and she had multiple, she had actually at one point three IVs connected to her. And one of them looked really, really bad on her foot mm-hmm. and they just needed it as a backup. But since she already had the other two, I asked them to remove the foot one because her foot was turning purple. Mm-hmm. And the doc, the nurse looked at me and he was, he was just trying to, he didn't even think of how he was saying it. He just said, oh, don't worry about that. Downies don't feel any pain. And I was just sitting in my oh rocking my chair, rage, like my, you know how when you just get steam coming out of your well, eyeballs? this is your brand new baby. Brand like, new baby. Like you're processing I'm 21. all of this. Yeah. I'm purple Darlene at the time. Yeah. You're like you know? still like the purple's <laughs> hanging in there. It's like you're ready to throw bombs. Yeah. <laughs> So it was bad, but that's, that was when I learned, like, I'm going to deal with this a lot. A different, like, well, and, and so, yeah. And, and back to the whole thing, like participating, what, how does that, when you participate, when other children or parents, like, instead of, I think, okay, this is what I mean. As empaths on the other end of it, I think just when I go into it, I can see some people wanting to avoid the discussion or steering their children away from your child. Like, oh, and and almost an attempt because of their own discomfort with not knowing what to talk about or like handle it or or they don't maybe want to bring it up to you as if you don't know what's happening in your own life or something. Mm -hmm. What, how does it make Bella feel when kids are like, hey, let's play or anything? Yeah. See, Bella gets, um, she has a lot of love around her Mm. and I think it's built her confidence up enough to be able to handle it. But I do see some of her friends that are not there yet Mm -hmm. and I can see where it really sets them back. And besides having, you know, special needs physically, um, there's a whole other level, like our mental health, our emotional health. Sure. Some kids are not, it's really, okay, so here's the thing. A lot of family that gets dealt with a card of having a special needs child, it doesn't mean we all live the same lives. We're not all, we all don't know. We don't, there's not a manual and a lot of us are afraid. I mean, Mm -hmm. I've been there before where where you just don't know, you don't don't know how far you can go to Mm -hmm. ask for help. And then when you get the word no so much, you get used to it. Mm -hmm. Um, But there also becomes a a time, and this is where I really thank my husband because we make a good team when it comes to um, being parents. I am very like, okay, you know, if you say no, I understand. He won't take no for an answer. And 
when it comes to IEPs, which are, I mean, sorry, yeah, IEPs, individual mm-hmm. education plans. Yeah. It, it's a dreadful meeting we have to do every year for oh, sure. plan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you remember those as Yeah, a I do. I, well, I taught Spanish, <laughs> so nobody really cared about me so much. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I remember my coworkers were like, oh, Lordy, here we go. It's, yeah. It's tough. It's tough. I wish there was um, support groups just for that emotionally. <laughs> yeah. No, I remember there was a lot of crying. There was a lot of just feeling. Yes. So, um, I think it's really important to, if you feel like you're weak in an area, to maybe have that support of somebody else picking up where you're lacking. Because in the end, like this is all going to benefit your child's life or whoever like it is that you're helping. Yeah. Um, and that's something I learned. I had, I used to kind of get embarrassed. I was like, oh my God, he's going to snap right now. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But then I was like, babe, snap do it. <laughs> Your husband, right? Yeah. So, yes. Well, I think we all have to, it, it's interesting too, when we have like a more assertive spouse or something, like maybe that's how he handled I mean, And maybe, yeah, like I'm going to let you do that. And I'm going to step away from how that makes me uncomfortable. Cause maybe I'm just absorbing their stuff, but that's their totally. issue, not my issue. Totally. And, and maybe you just, and, but you're a constant advocate for your child, obviously. And mm-hmm. you're Indigo and we've talked about that. Um, it's funny sometimes, it's not really funny at all because I follow you on Instagram. Sometimes I'm like, oh man, there's her inauthentic blue. It's yeah. coming out. Like, and I'll empath overwhelmed. Just like, I, I think, what did you call it with your brain? The what? The ubidi. Uh, the uddy uddy. <laughs> that feels like your inauthentic <laughs> blue days. Like when empath overwhelmed, it's just too. How is this just, I think because you work too and you have like all the other stresses of life and you're just indigo in a world that isn't like super kind to indigo. How how has this affected like just your health or your mood or just like how? You know what? This is really interesting you say that because for the past, especially since the pandemic hit, Mm -hmm. I've really had to take a step back and focus on myself because I was, like you say, you say it all the time you start feeling physical symptoms. And I, at one point was this close to getting diagnosed with lupus. Oh, geez. Like they literally thought I had lupus oh and I God. was getting all this blood work done. Yeah. And I was just, I broke out in hives. Man, that's, that's a super indigo issue. That all oh. over my body. Yeah. Wow. Like I couldn't stop itching for almost three months at the beginning oh. of the pandemic. Like my entire body itched from head to toe wow. in between every hair follicle. Can you imagine? It was no. just like, so intense. And then I realized I've crossed my own line. Yeah. Your threshold. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like what your body was yelling at you. Like, yeah. Stop it. And I had no control at that point. I lost control. Um, And so finally with a lot of prayer, meditation, just um, a lot of, I had, I have a checklist now for myself. And if I don't follow the checklist, it's simple stuff, Michaela, like taking your vitamins, moving for 10 minutes, drinking water. If I don't check enough of those boxes, then I know I'm going to fall back into this little overwhelm. I'm glad. You You know what? That's a wonder. That's a great tip, you know, though, Mm -hmm. because you had to actually sit down and and nurture yourself. And just like you nurture your your kids, you had to nurture you. And, you know, it's a lot of that because my husband also suffers from fibromyalgia. Mm. And so he has moments where he gets flares. And I know that ha- it's all brought on by stress. Like everything comes back to stress. And so I've learned a lot about myself uh, from the podcast, from books, from using what I've used for Bella when she can't tell me what's wrong. Because even at some point, I couldn't even tell myself what was wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And um, I just started to 
take better care of myself because if I can't take care of myself, I'm not going to be able to help my people. <laughs> I remember. And that's what yeah. I live for. You well, know what yeah, I mean? You love, you love that feeling, you know, of giving other people the glow that they feel yeah. loved or they feel seen or all those yes. things. And I also went yeah. to therapy um, oh, during the beginning of the pandemic for the Good. first time of my life. Oh, did and you like it? I did. Um, <laughs> I really did actually. At first I didn't because mm-hmm. it makes you feel uncomfortable and you, in a way you kind of feel like, are they trying to call me out? Like, why are they asking these questions? You know? It's true. But then I realized- <laughs> Your purple's like, like hey. <laughs> yes. But then I realized that it, why, they're not getting paid to do that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not all about you. Like, this is something you need to work out for yourself. And um, when it comes down, I sometimes it's like a slap to my own self and to my ego because I'm like, you're creating these- extra things when your daughter who can't use her words to verbally communicate or to use her words to let the world understand how she feels. Like, I almost feel like I can't be that. I can't take that for granted. Mm. And um, I love that. What a beautiful perspective. Yeah. Like, it's not fair, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, it's not fair how love, love will always speak when words don't. Mm. And so I've learned that from Bella. Um, if you ever see some of our videos or our pictures, like you'll usually see her using her hands. She's ever since she was born, she would just stare at her hands like in mm. amazement. And then now she likes like one of her coping mechanisms to calm down. She'll grab your hand and just sit it on her lap. Like, and then she just pets your hand. Oh, that's so gentle. <laughs> uh, How sweet. She's very gentle. She's oh. a cuddler. Like she loves the tickles, you know, I love to give her little tickles and that's kind of just like, it's all a feeling with her. Yeah, it brings her back to her moment. You sent me a picture of her and if it's okay with you, I'd love to just do a little aura reading on her. Yeah, of Um, course. Now, as I say, like special needs moms, whenever I read for a special needs mom, like I, listen, I personally, if I use words or like move me around or please correct me, educate me, um... But I'm just kind of going with energy, like what I feel or what I pick up. Of course. What's funny with Bella is she's a lot like you. I get this. Because <laughs> she's purple blue. And her blue is so big and soft and floaty. And I get... <laughs> and So it makes sense why like she can get overwhelmed herself. Because I feel like when too much stuff is in there, it's like noise or like a whooshing sound. Because I hear that as I go on her energy, I'm getting chills. Because I get like this whooshing sound like she's in a vacuum or something. And... And I wonder if that sensory or though, like when you squeeze her or something, like it brings her back to this present. Okay, I feel stable. It's almost like she gets lost in it. There's mm-hmm. so much around her. And she's not like tethered like the rest of us are to, I guess, I don't, I'm not, reality with air quotes or whatever. Like she's not as tethered. So I feel like she can get lost in a lot of different things and a lot of different planes or a lot of different vibrations or whatever. I feel like we know so little about the diagnoses that she has or a lot of children or people experience because I get with her this intelligence that, no, it doesn't have, you know, she can't articulate it. But man, she like, when I feel her energy, it's just this powerful vibration. And she's purple too. So she's, I feel like she's stubborn enough to Mm -hmm. stick (laughs) with her plants And that stubborn streak in her has kept her 
also going and surviving and doing what mommy does and daddy and brother, but like, you know, you, you know, so I just, I just that stubborn streak. And that's such a beautiful, like she's got a passion for life and you know, it's just random and it's a little cliche or something, I guess, but I feel, I see flapping wings and I don't know if this is like butterflies or birds or I just flap, flap, flap. And I hear the noise too. That's funny. She flaps a lot. It's a sensory stick that she just does, but she likes to like, she does a lot of rocking back and forth Mm. and you would think she would have like eight packs in her stomach. (laughs) It's crazy. She, yeah, but it's a sensory thing that mm. at least that's the medical way of describing mm-hmm. it, right? But it, you could tell, like you're saying, her emotional intelligence is just like way blown out of this earth. Like it can't handle, other people wouldn't be able to understand it. No. And, and maybe that's why, and you being with her and you giving her, and this is what I got the first time I remember now that I looked at her picture is like, you get it and she knows it. And just that somebody knows it. You know, yes. I, I mean, just that like she could be in this and she's like, well, mom gets it. I mean, yeah. that what a relief that she has that. And you know what? She has a brother, too, because mm-hmm. her brother gets it. Darlene, tell mm-hmm. us where to find you. Tell us where to find Bella. Where can we go to watch these beautiful videos that I personally am obsessed with? <laughs> I really am. I, I followed your vaccine, the whole oh. your advocacy. I'm like, go, go, Darlene. So where do we find you? Well, um, if you find one of our accounts, you'll find all of us, but I'm <laughs> at Social Queen Darlene. That's my radio name. And um, Bella is at a little extra 21 because she has that little extra chromosome. <laughs> um, and, you know, we love sharing our journey because we know that it's funny, the purple indigo and then she has the blue because you would think like some people just can't share it. It's too much. Mm, and mm-hmm. I understand that you make a choice at some point where you, you decide I'm either going to talk all about it or I'm not going to say anything, you know? Yeah. Well, and, um, it's really been a choice for our family to put it out there because not only have we learned so much from other families, more than we could learn from medical professionals, from specialists, it's the connection from other people that are living through it, that are experiencing um, all of the invisible tape that we have to cut through mm. for regular services for to improve our lives, that um, we will be able to get through this and they're able to you know, the networking is really, I mean, I find the best help on Facebook support groups from mm-hmm. other families. It's but a beautiful community of just people that get it. It is. It you is. It and, and I think once you learn about that opportunity and if you are wanting to help others like we do, um, it make it's, it's really a pleasure to help mm-hmm. others. Um, and so that's why we do what we do. And as hectic, as crazy as our lives, we have a nickname for our family. We're the Casa de Locos. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just, I, I mean, even our dogs are crazy. You've okay? got like, other dogs just, too. Everybody we, just owns it. <laughs> we always have a story. They like there's the always something. I, we can't even make this content up. You know what I mean? So we embrace it. <laughs> I love it. You have to, you have because like, when you're done crying, you got to start laughing, right? Like yeah. it's like, yes. okay. Darlene, thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you for sharing Bella's story. Thank you just for being these, I guess, vehicles and bridges for our own communication Um, and to make us better people too. You know, like it's what I love about special needs moms. It's like you guys know a lot about 
a lot of things we all could definitely use that perspective. Yeah, um, we were used to saying sorry a lot, I noticed. <laughs> oh, and um, the thing is, at one point you realize like, sorry doesn't have to be, you don't have to be sorry all the time. No. So when you, I appreciate you that you're so thoughtful to say like, please correct me, mm. you know, we'll find our way to do it. Um, and the, it, you know, it's, again, it's all led by the way we feel at the time. Um, and then of course, if you're encountered with a, a parent that hasn't been so pleasant, mm. try to understand that we just, some people are not, it's hard. It's so hard. And I would hope to say that we're all trying our best um, because we have to for our children and we hope for more and for better for the future. But um, I just really thank you for this opportunity. Oh. And again, you and Scott are just doing it. I'm so proud of oh, you guys. I feel like I feel like you're a little aura baby because you're the <laughs> to do it so I'm like like every once in a while I'll just be like in my quiet moments I'll be like oh thank god for Darlene right and like when you get your tv show I would love to be a producer oh yeah heck yeah <laughs> oh, I'll give you another thing to do Darlene that's you organize my life I think I'm I say yes to everything I'm like okay okay Darlene yes. mm-hmm. all right thank you so much and guys love you love you thank you so much mystic michaela spiritual family you know this podcast is for you and about you and thank you so much for joining us today if you want to be the most interesting person at the cocktail party we'll hop on over and listen to the brain candy podcast our award-winning content will have you laughing whilst you're learning we read all the best articles books and studies and keep up with new tv shows documentaries and pop culture then cram it all into two shows a week Conspiracy theories, cannibal rabbits, unsolved mysteries, the history of the Walkman. There's something for everyone. The Brain Candy Podcast. Find our link in the show notes. Or simply search for the Brain Candy Podcast on your podcast app. (laughs) 